Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. Uh, this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Uh, we're glad that you're here to listen, but we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. observations over the years as I've talked to people is that, that I think I think a lot of us maybe find prayer to be difficult. Anybody feel like that? Okay, yep, definitely some, the, the prayer can be difficult. And, and I, I most definitely have had seasons in my life and my story where prayer has been difficult. It, it really has been. But I think when I really think about it, probably what I mostly struggle with is making time for prayer. Once I'm actually sitting down and just calm down, I think prayer is a simple conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So, so, it's, so for me, it's a little bit more like, what does it look like to create the space, right, to listen to God? I've heard, I've heard others like talk about some other themes, and so here's some other themes that, that, that make prayer sometimes difficult. I've heard people say, prayer is very intimidating to me. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, what if I say it wrong, right? Maybe. What if even God tells me He wants me to do something? And at the top of that list is usually go to Africa, where snakes are, right? Like that—that's usually where I, I always used to think I don't want to pray too long because just in case God says something, He's pretty sure He's going to tell me to go somewhere where snakes are. Okay, that was just my kind of deal all the time, and. And, and I, I do think that sometimes we maybe don't want to spend too much time listening to God because there is a fear that he may ask us to do something that makes us uncomfortable. I don't know if that's you. It may not be you, but I think that that's um, sometimes what it is. My observation as well is I think that sometimes, I think that sometimes we come to prayer thinking about what we are not rather than what we are. And sometimes this like core sense of what isn't here makes it really intimidating to come before God in prayer or conversation with him. I want you to just think about that for a second. Do you, do you come to prayer with the mindset that, of something that you are not as opposed to something that you, you actually are? Right? And so we say things like, God, I'm not good enough. I'm not spiritual enough. I'm not generous enough. I'm not wise enough. I'm not theological enough. And, and the list could go on. And of course, those things aren't true unless you believe them. <laughs> right? The truth is kind of weird that way. We, we, we apply sometimes some of the lies and things that we've picked up in our story. And because we've, we've come to believe those lies, they become truth for us. And then we become less kind of the, the perspective. And so, so I, I wanted to just quickly remind you before we get talking about prayer that actually Jesus sees you as a child of God. This is how God sees you, as his child, as a bearer of his very spirit of God. 
Right? So in, in like Luke 18, 16, and we use this when we dedicate, we use this part of this story when we, when, we, when we dedicate children. But I think it is extremely important for us adults to hear this. This is not just a scripture we use when we dedicate a child, but it is actually the way that we're called to see ourselves in so many ways. And it says Jesus, but Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to them. And it's true, he was talking about actual children, but he was speaking to grown-up children. And it's important for us to remember that. right? Because if we start out with an unhealthy view of ourselves, then it is very easy to believe that God has those same views of us. You hear what I'm, I just said? If we start out with an unhealthy view of ourselves based on a lie, very easy to put that on, the, on what God must think of us. I'm going to stop there, but I, I do want you to keep that in mind. What is true of God and how God sees you is not necessarily always true of what you come to believe about yourself. All right? Jesus was profoundly interested, and God was profoundly interested in communing with his creation, with what he made, with you and with I. Like Jesus actually gave up his, get this, Jesus gave up his heavenly life so that he could come down and commune with what he created. And then he gave up his earthly life so we could experience an eternal life with him, a, com a communing with God forever. Think about it. Gave up his earthly life to commune with us, and then gave up his, sorry, gave up his heavenly life to commune with us, and gave up his earthly life to continue that relationship, that, that purpose. Right? I'm convinced that, that he gave up his life so that we could come to believe just how far he was willing to go to demonstrate how much he loved you. But when we come to God in prayer, we need to, to remember that. We need to remember, actually, that, that he, he actually gave his life to remain in, 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 a, in a conversation with you. He did it very much on purpose. And it was to remind you, to show you. One of the things I think the way we demonstrate or that we see the ultimate act of love, right, is to give your life. Right? We, moms, dads, we give our lives, really, for our kids, right? And so in a lot of ways, when Jesus comes and he gives his life on the cross, he's, he's ultimately giving his life so that you and I can see the depth of that kind of love. The depth of what that that looks like, all right? And prayer then, a conversation with God, is not set by a duty, but a desire to connect and to continue to grow in intimacy with God. Okay, so that, that's what it is. It's like, it, it is not a duty. It's an opportunity to connect, to grow deeper in our intimate relationship with God. So here, here's kind of a, a, of a cool thing. Um, Henry Noun writes this, and he, he wrote a lot on prayer. Henry Noun, is, he's, a, he's a bit of a prayer, kind of a, a hero of mine in terms of praying and listening to God. And, 
And here's, here's what he says. Prayer is both the way to the heart of God. Prayer is both the way to the heart of God and the heart of the world. And the heart of the world precisely because they have been joined through the suffering of Jesus. Okay? So I'm going to read that first part again, then I'll read you the second part. Prayer is both the way to the heart of God and the heart of the world, precisely because Jesus joined those two things together when he came. Keep that in mind. He says, and then he goes on, he says, prayer is letting one's own heart become the place where, God, where, where the tears of God's children merge with the tears of So when we pray, we make this space, you see. And the space is to understand and have God reveal his heart to us. And the inevitable also is happening. He's also revealing what the world and what's happening in the world. These two things connect. And it's not just the world outside of you. It's also the world inside of you. So when we pray... Prayer is both paying attention to what God is saying as well as listening, get this, to what you are saying. Here's what I mean by that. I process out loud. Anybody notice that? Anybody who's gone for lunch with me or had coffee with me knows or, or been on leadership or anywhere else knows that I process things out loud. It's, it's one of the w things that's helpful to me. It's actually one of the things I'm even concerned about in not, not preaching every week is that part of what happens when I work on a sermon is that I'm trying to process out loud what I see and how I've experienced God. And it has been a helpful discipline for growing my own personal faith. So I process out loud. Okay? Part of that, you see, is, is listening to what I'm saying out loud. So when I process things out loud, what I actually discover is what I actually feel inside. That's something that's happening for me. I find myself in conversation, get really fired up about something, and even I'm surprised about it sometimes. It's like, wow, I guess I really do care about that thing. Right? Have you ever had that happen? Or is it just me? Yeah, lots of you are nodding, right? And the same thing is true, actually. Of, of what breaks my heart is that oftentimes I don't I don't pay very much attention to my to to my emotional life until I'm talking to somebody and I find myself telling a story or even even w one of the podcasts that released I started talking this last week I started talking about how much I love Jesus and how my life with Jesus oh my gosh has changed everything about the way that I see the world I find out how important it is to me. This communing with God. I do that out loud. It doesn't happen when I don't start doing it out loud. So you see, prayer is about opening ourselves up so we can hear the heart of God. And it's also about paying attention to what we're saying back to Him. What we're asking for, how we're asking for it, what that looks like. Right? It reveals our motives. It reveals the places of passion. Places of brokenness. It, it does all of those things all at that time. Right? 
So, so an example is, in real life, if your responses to other people, as an example, are not responses of peace, it actually says something about what's happening in you. You're the one who's, who's off in your sense of peace. So, so when we pray and we ask God for peace, and even the things that just start coming out of you when you start asking God for something, boy, pay attention to those things. They're likely the things that are, that are not happening yet and that you desire to happen in your relationship with God. So pay attention to the things that come out that you ask for. Right? That's one of the ways of listening. Okay, with God's help in conversation with him, we can listen to the broken within us and within our world. God wants to walk with us in this world. He has already proven through the life of Jesus. He wants to walk with us throughout your day. And this isn't just like Sunday morning world. This is like the hard days of what life brings as well. So you see, in a lot of ways, because these two things are connected, our prayers actually should bring us off of our knees and out into the world. Because the two things are connected. It's important. If the prayers of the church don't lead it into the neighborhood, I think we have to question whether we have a praying church. The prayers, if those two things are connected, and the prayers of the church should lead it out into the neighborhood. One of the ways that we know that our prayers are authentic, they're legitimate. Okay, lots of words to say this. Praying is simply talking and listening to God everywhere we go. Because we are his children, and he wants to be part of our lives. It's really that simple. It's really quite that simple. What Andrea read for us earlier was the preemptive text that leads us into the Lord's Prayer. And, and, and what, what, what I saw, and as I studied it, was really quite simple. It was just that. Jesus was saying, simply come and listen. Allow me to reveal my heart. Don't babble on. Don't get too caught up in, in, in uh, I'm going to read this in a second. This is so interesting. Eugene Peterson um, has done an amazing job uh, of, of interpreting this passage in the message. And uh, we're going to use the message a little bit to kind of help us to reveal a little bit what's, you know, sometimes we hear the Lord's Prayer and we hear it so formally because it's memorized and, you know, wherever, you, right? And it's just words. It's just, it ends up becoming just words. And so that's part of the practice that I wanted to do. But, but one of the ways that Eugene Peterson does this, and it's a, it's a translation a little bit different of what Andrea read. It says in verse 6, he says, here's what I want you to do. And Jesus is giving these words. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Find a secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. Did you hear that? As simply and honestly as you can manage. 
He's like, he even leaves room for you to grow in what you can manage in terms of being authentic before God in our conversations and what we tell him. It's very gracious language. I hope you hear that. It's, it's extremely gracious language. And it was the language of Jesus. Do your best to come before God as yourself. As yourself. In other words, don't pretend. Don't pretend. Be yourself. Your authentic posture is more important than anything else when we pray. In many ways, that's exactly what Lake Ridge was planted on. That it has always been part of our goal to, to, to give anyone who comes into our midst, not just through those doors, but the doors of our homes and the doors of our small groups and the places we are, always giving them permission to be themselves. It does you no good to come into this space or any other space as someone else. Only as yourself will you know how and where to begin growing and experiencing and understanding even the revealing of God's heart to you. Don't fake. It's probably the greatest sin we commit against ourselves to pretend that we're something we are not. It's probably one of the greatest sins we, we commit against ourselves. When we pray, always recognize that God is always himself. God is always himself, and he wants you to come to him as yourself. We can't do that, right? What then? The text actually goes on and says, well, actually, he already knows you. So you're literally wasting energy pretending that you're something that you're not. It's okay. Your father, this is what it says in verse 8, this is your father you are dealing with, and he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. You can get at it. And you don't have to worry about doing it wrong. You don't have to worry about being something else. You can just legitimately be you. Have a conversation with a God who deeply wants to have a conversation with you deeply too. Really that simple. Okay? Um, and then he goes on and he teaches, teaches them what we have come to learn as the Lord's Prayer. Okay, so we, how's everybody doing? You guys want to try something? All right. Here's what we're going to do. I'll, I'll tell you what we're going to do, and then I'll remind us as we do it. Okay? The first thing we're going to do is we're going to read the Lord's Prayer. And, and I, I try to find the one that was the most uh, traditional. So the one that probably you were memorizing. If you were, you know, young and in some form of Christian education. All right? So, and for those of you who are my age in Canada, it's the one that you, you did at school, like, years ago, okay? Even in public school, we did that. We're going to read it. And when we read it, this is what I want you to do. Was there something 
Was there a word that stuck out to you today? Is there a word that stuck out to you today? Well, there's a sentence that stuck out to you today. Simple as that. So we're going to read it, and I'm going to give you like 30 seconds to just sit in silence with that. Okay? And 30 seconds is going to feel like an eternity. It really is. Okay? It is for me up here. I guarantee that. And then I'm going to read to you the Lord's Prayer from the message from Eugene Peterson's version. I'll read it to you, and you listen. And I'm going to wait, and I'm going to give you 30 seconds. And I want you to think the same thing. Was there a word or a line that most you, mo you heard most? Okay. I'm going to give you 30 more seconds. I'm going to ask Susan to leave up this next round. I'm going to let you read it yourself. In silence to yourself. Was there a word? Was there a sentence? Is there something that you need to do? Because remember, our prayers take us from our knees, revealing the heart of God, out into the world. And I'm going to give you 30 seconds. And I'm not going to ask you if anyone wants to share their word or their sentence without explanation. Just the word and or the sentence in your mind. Okay? And then I'll, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up there. Is that, is that? All right. Here we go. Let's read this together. It goes like this. Our Father. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them who trespass against us. And lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. For 
you are in charge. You can do anything you want. You are ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. without needing to explain more. Explain what came to mind. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to repeat it because I, I was gonna run around with the microphone but I realized the camera and all that kind of stuff so I'm gonna stay up here and I'm just gonna repeat what you say. Is there a word or a sentence? Just say it out loud and I'm gonna try to repeat it for you. Hallowed be thy name. Set the world right. Thine is the kingdom. Give us our trespasses. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. Reveal who you are. Deliver us from evil. I think we just about repeated that whole prayer. All in this room. Probably part of the reason why Jesus taught us to pray. It really does in so many ways, right, represent the whole of a community of faith. It invites us into conversation with God. Pray simply. Recognize that God comes to your to this conversation because he wants to. 
He's not burdened by you asking for his time. He's not like us that way. Recognize, right, that being present with God is about allowing him to reveal his heart to you and his heart for the world. We can be very, very tempted to make our faith overcomplicated. And our, our prayers can even sometimes start to reflect that. But really, at the end of the day, love God, love people. It's really quite that simple. And prayer and communion with God, even religion and even this place, is really as simple as that. Love God, love people. We haven't really done anything other than that here in this place for, for like 12 years. It's really that simple. Love God. Love others. Don't overcomplicate it. Religion tries to overcomplicate these things. But faith, relationship with God, is, it's not that complicated. But be in relationship, and you will be okay. I want to pray for you. I've actually re reworked a little bit of this prayer as I pray, so I'm going to read, read it. But you pray in closing with me, and then I'll ask you to stand and give you a benediction when I'm done. Let's pray. Father in heaven, would you reveal who you are to Lakeridge and this city? Would you set this place and this world right? We trust you to do what's best as you have in heaven. Please make it so among us. Would you give Lakeridge what it needs? give Lakeridge what it needs? Would you forgive the times that we didn't bring peace? And help us to forgive the times that others have experienced unrest. Would you keep them safe from themselves and from distraction? Well, you are in charge as you always have been. And you can do anything you want with this place. Remind these people of your love each day. Help them, God, to never forget that they are loved and that this city is loved. God, by your Holy Spirit, would you be present over the coming months coming years and coming decades of what Lake Ridge is going to mean and how they are going to demonstrate your love to this city, to this world, starting with the people next to us. That's what you called us to do, and I trust we will never lose sight. these things in your name. Amen. Would you stand?
receive the benediction. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. As you go from this place, communing with God and each other. Amen. Have a great week.